getting sober can feel really hard. And even after you start to feel better, you might wonder what's next. Is it all worth it? Why don't we have more stories out there about what people look like when they're living their best lives sober, when they're dealing with life's ups and downs and doing it all without numbing out? On this podcast, you'll hear those stories. This is Sober in the Sunshine. Hi guys, it's Jessica. Welcome back. Um, thank you for joining me. Today I have an awesome interview with Molly to bring to you. But before we do that, let's talk about the life tip for the week. Um, I guess kind of these are self-care tips, but some people don't really like that phrase. So we'll just call them life tips for now. Um, my tip this week is to move your fucking body to get out of your brain. I'm sure I've mentioned this at some point on this podcast. Um, but... I can't remember where I first heard it. It was somewhere in um, sobriety or recovery stuff where I heard someone, I think Laura McCowan saying that um, when she's all up in her head, she needs to move her body to get out of it. And I could not agree more. I have really bad anxiety. I've talked about that a ton on this show. I know you're probably tired of it by now, but um, I go walking uh, at least six days a week if I can for an hour, if I can, um, because it keeps me sane. And that's just my thing. I've talked about my friend Amanda who goes to Orange Theory Fitness. That's her thing. But your thing might be swimming. Your thing might be hiking. It might be something completely different. It doesn't matter what it is. Just do something that moves your body. And I would say that this also pertains to people in early recovery, even though you may have that like dog tired, just like I need to go to bed by 6 p.m. That's totally cool. If that's your thing, listen to your body and make your movement climbing into your bed. But if that's not your thing and you are feeling like you've got a little more energy again, you know, you've maybe stopped drinking a couple weeks ago, or maybe you're just thinking about stopping drinking, move your body, please. It's so good for your brain. It's so good for your body that you're trying to, you know, rid of all the toxins that you've been ingesting, right? Um, but there's so much science that says that it, it really contributes to our happiness. And I have to say, it's a huge tool in my toolbox to move. Um, also, even things that aren't like necessarily really strenuous activity um, are really, really good. I was feeling a little like, I don't know, I wasn't really feeling stressed earlier this week, right after my... Um, after the refuge recovery meeting that I go to weekly, I, um, there's a, this rest and relaxation yoga class near me. And I was kind of feeling like this voice inside me was telling me you need to go do that this week. I, I was feeling tight. That's what it was. My, all my muscles in my body were feeling tense. And so I went, even though like on my way back from ref refuge, I just wanted to go home and hang out and drink a kombucha and not freaking go to yoga at seven thirty at night. But I went and it was amazing. I didn't love it while I was doing it, but I loved having done it, which is often the case with things that are not comfortable or not 100% easy. Um, so yeah, that's your tip this week. Move your body. And that includes really mellow yoga. Just move. Okay, good. I hope you like that. Um, Next up is the interview with Molly, and it was so cool. And Molly was the first person who um, reached out to me to be interviewed, and I did not know her beforehand from um, 
Getting Sober online or anywhere else. So I loved getting to know her during our call, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Molly, uh, thanks for being on Sober in the Sunshine. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. And I'm so glad that you wrote to me because um, you are my first guest who I did not meet through um, the online group that I'm part of, and you're now part of it because you wrote to me. Um, yeah. But I'm so excited to hear your story because I don't know a ton about it. So um, where would you like to start? Do you want to talk about kind of how you came to your decision to quit drinking back, it was last year, right? Because you've been over a year sober now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's about, I don't know, maybe uh, 400 and something days, like 430 or something like that. This month. Wow. Is my uh, my sober date is August nineteenth of twenty seventeen. So kind okay. of at the end of last summer. So this will be kind of going into my second holiday season um, yes. without drinking. So yeah, I'm I'm excited and and happy and it's it's a good place to be. So um, yeah, so uh, kind of leading up to that decision. Um, to finally stop drinking um you know the last i'm a mom of of three young kids and um you know it's a, it's a busy life and a lot of a lot of stress and you know we're kind of sent this message and i think that this is probably we've heard this um you know before but like this sent this message of of mom's need to relax with a glass of wine and you deserve to relax and, um, you know, you, you, you can't handle your children without alcohol. And mm-hmm. I definitely, definitely was on that train for a long time and all, you know, my mom's groups and mom's friends were all on that same train and sending each other funny, you know, drinking mom memes and that kind of thing. Um, but I always felt like I was the one that couldn't um, handle it to, you know, like I would always be the one either drinking too much or, um, you know, going home and finishing my drinking after after the girls' night out was over or the book club or the whatever. Oh, girl, um, me too. Yeah. Um, so, and and – and, and I felt like I was living this sort of like double life. Um, mm-hmm. I was like on the outside, I was like this health conscious, fitness oriented. Like I was always going to the gym and my, you know, turbo classes and I was a runner and, um, you know, I would do these special diets like zero sugar and whole 30 and eating clean and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, go drink two bottles of wine or whatever. And then, you know, get, <laughs> get blasted, right? Um, right. And so then, you know, you, you hate yourself when you do that. Um, and, um, you know, inside I just was like, felt like such a failure and so hollow. And I just felt like, why can't I do it all? Why can't I do everything that everyone else is doing? Like, why can't I go mm-hmm. to the party and look fabulous and take tons of laughing and smiling selfies and then get up the next morning and put on my Lululemon leggings and get a Starbucks and look perfect taking my kids to the soccer game and pumpkin patch. Like, no, I'm I'm bending over the toilet throwing up. Like, I can't, you know. 
I can't yes. get there. Sorry. Yes. Um, and I just don't understand why everyone else seems so capable of doing this and I couldn't. And um, and so I, I tried I tried moderating, obviously, um, you know, um, for a long time because I, you know, I've I've known that I've drank alcoholically for a very long time. And when I was in my teens and 20s, it was like the the party girl thing, and I surrounded myself with like people. So we were all drinking way too much, way too often. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but then when I got married, it kind of slowed down. But then, um, you know, and with having kids, slowed down. And then that's when sort of the moderation and the, oh, I really can't be doing this sort of um, set in. And um, and the moderation um, it was just, you know, it's just so exhausting. It just takes up so much mental space in my head and it just took such a tremendous amount of willpower and even then it wasn't always enough like that amount of willpower that white knuckling through an evening or through an event um still would not always be enough and i would i would task my husband with you know oh only let me have two because we <laughs> this you know and right. then he would try to, he would try to reel me in, and then I would get pissed at him for doing exactly what I asked him to do. Right. And then you know, then then that's a huge fight, and blah blah, rinse and repeat, right? Um. So, you know, that's how I felt. Like it's just I could try as hard as I wanted to to stop after two, and it just didn't always work. Um. You know, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, I think you might have just been getting into it, but um, you wrote uh, a piece that you sent to me about kind of what this was like for you quitting and kind of discovering yourself. And there was something that you wrote in it that really struck me as being very similar to my experience, and I'm sure similar to a lot of others, that you had kind of an unreliable off switch. Was that something that when you were trying to moderate and then when you were not trying to moderate, was that something that kind of drove you crazy? Because it drove me so crazy. It was like sometimes I was perfectly fine moderating and like I felt like, oh, I'm almost a normie, right? And then sometimes it just didn't work. You So you obviously had that experience as well? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, my my off switch is busted. <laughs> it, 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 you know, like it would yeah, just like you, like sometimes I could have one or two drinks and I'd be like, oh, okay, I can totally do this. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a normal drinker now. I'm good. And then the right. next time, um, I just couldn't, it was just like the floodgates were open and I couldn't yeah. stop. And I would get so angry at myself and, yeah. and I would feel like such an asshole. And I was like, what what is wrong with me and mm-hmm. um you know and then now that I'm that I'm not drinking anymore I'm like well duh like I'm uh, you know I'm ingesting this addictive substance and then I'm like surprised or ashamed or beating myself up because my addicted brain wants more of right. it you know? right. it's like logically it makes no sense but <laughs> when you're in the midst of it you're like 
why? I just don't understand. Right? Um, oh, that's so maddening. I'm sorry no, for interrupting no, you. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, so I've, and you know, I've always been like a, a pretty rebellious person. And mm-hmm. so, and I, that's kind of what started me drinking too when I was, when I was young was that sort of rebellion and that cool factor and, you know, wanting to be grown up and blah, blah, blah. Um, so then when I realized that alcohol had this like hold on me, oh, I was like, I was so pissed at alcohol. I was like, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, totally. Once, like once I realized this hold that it had on me, I was like, I don't want to be your bitch. Like, I'm, yeah. I, I, is that okay? Is that okay? <laughs> Absolutely. You can say whatever you want, girl. I, I was just done with it. I was like, I'm not gonna. No, just no. Like, I am not under your spell anymore. <laughs> and so for me, like, that's my kind of my new rebellion is to be sober and to tell alcohol to just fuck off <laughs> me too girl absolutely i feel like it's sort of subversive to kind of like be yourself in sobriety right it's like everybody else is out there like trying to be some crazy version of like the ideal person like have it all and we're just like dude this is who we are like you know take it or leave it right right exactly <laughs> it's so it's yeah. so nice yeah it is. It's amazing. So yeah, that's kind of where I was when I when I when I made that decision to finally quit. I was like, you know, I don't have a choice always um, to drink a normal amount or to drink, um, you know, a a, a truckload. Um, <laughs> but I have a choice not to pick it up at all. And yeah, so that's where I was and that's where I made that choice and I was like okay and then that's when I started searching for you know groups and podcasts and um blogs and reading and you know things like that so and and tell me what you found in the beginning because you did this pretty much on your own like I mean when you wrote to me you were over a year sober so like tell me how you how you did it well um you know, having that um that sort of that that re- that rebelliousness that like I'm done with you helped for a little while, you know, helped at the beginning because I was like, oh, I'm so over it. Like, no. <laughs> um, and and then and I read a lot, so I found a lot of books um that I really loved um that I that I read like um James Frey's A Million Little Pieces or Fry, I guess, um A Million yeah. Little Pieces and um Lisa Smith's A Girl Walks Out of a Bar. I loved mm-hmm. that book. And um and and lots of blogs like the tired of thinking about drinking and um w- once you start searching, it's there's so much out there. There's really a lot, and then when I started hearing the podcast and hearing interviews of people, especially other moms that were in my shoes, um, I was like, okay, I'm not alone in this. And um, you know, I did try, I did go to a 12-step meeting at my church, and and it was okay in the sense that um, I felt a like I saw a part of me in everybody's story. Yeah. Um, that 
that was there that night. Um, but I did not really connect with the steps. And um, I don't know. I just – but I felt like, okay, I felt like I'm in the right place with, like – Yeah. Yes, yes, you're an alcoholic. Like, you know, I – that label helped me to know that moderation is not always an option. Like, it's not – it's not a successful way to um, manage my relationship with alcohol. Yeah. Um, so – so that really helped me just kind of come to the realization that, like, okay, like, this is, I'm doing this. Here we go. Um, and then I really liked the um, hip sobriety blog. I really liked her, um, um, like, her, like, the manifesto or whatever. Like, it just yes, helped me yes. feel more, like, empowered about my decision, like, I don't have to be, I don't have to crash my car and lose my kids and be, um, you know, homeless and I don't have to get there in order to address my relationship and, and stop, stop this destructive behavior. Yeah. Even though it's not like completely ruined all of my relationships, it's definitely, you know, I mean, it definitely like had an impact on my marriage and we didn't really realize it until after I got sober. Um, and, I mean, obviously we, like, we saw and had issues about, like, around my drinking. But the other things that were sort of being glossed over while I was drinking have sort of come to surface. And um, I'm like, wow. Like, like um, you know, I think, and especially with the, with the him always having to like babysit me when we would go yes. out together. Yeah. Like that was such a relief for him the first time that we went out and he didn't have to do that. He was yeah. like, he was like, wow, this is really nice. Like he can just sit really, I'm like, I know. So much better. <laughs> That's funny. Like, and I don't think that he realized even like he, he, I don't think he even realized how much it was affecting him. You know, yeah. Until until we started doing some other some things that we had done before, but me being sober, and it was like, wow, okay, this is very different and better. So, so did you know anyone who was sober? No, I I know mostly a lot of drinkers. I mean, except you know, only the sober people I know are like fifteen and under. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. You know, my kids. <laughs> yes. Um, no, and, uh, you know, we've definitely had some changes to our social calendar and our friend's um, life due to me being sober. And, and actually a few months ago I, I said to my husband, I'm like, I'm sorry, I've ruined our social life by getting sober. <laughs> you said, like, you're sorry you yeah. ruined it? Yeah, just because yeah. we don't, we just, we don't go out as much and we don't get invited to as much things. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's really fine with me because I'm realizing that as I'm, as I'm moving more into this and embracing more of this sober life, um, I'm realizing that I don't really like doing a lot of those things. And the only reason yes. that I did those things was because of the booze that was going to be there. 
Yeah. You know, and so now I'm like, uh, no, I'm good. Like going to a live concert, like it's just not really my thing. Like I, I'm fine with just listening to the music in my car while I drive yeah. to work. Yes, that's totally that's good for me. Um. So yeah, and yeah, we we definitely had a kind of a shift in our our social engagements. You know, due to and due it, to me being and that's a it. It sounds like that's okay with you, is it? Like, do you feel like, are you one of us who seem who feels like you maybe were more of an extrovert when you were drinking? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's, um, I think that's part of, one of the reasons that I started drinking was that um, I did have a lot of social anxiety, and I am more naturally an introverted person. And mm-hmm. um, so drinking sort of, you know, brought brought the extroverted side out of me and the 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 one that wants to get dressed up and go out and do all the things and yeah. and um you know, I'm realizing when I'm like as a sober person, like I don't really enjoy doing that. And yeah. So I don't say yes to it very yeah. often unless, you know, a really special event or something that I actually want to do. Doesn't that feel good saying no to things? It's- Absolutely. Yeah, it's so amazing. <laughs> love it. <laughs> you know, I love I it know so much, that, too. Um, like, I know some people um, who are trying to get sober or um, or are worried about, like, the, the fear of missing out on things, like the FOMO. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. For, for me, um, I missed out on so much when I was drinking that, like, that's that's what my fear of missing out is starting to drink again and then missing out on the stuff that really matters to me. Like oh, I love that so much, Molly. Absolutely, absolutely. I could not agree with yeah. you more. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm just, I'm so sad about the things that I missed out on yeah. while I was drinking that I'm like, I don't want like a a cocktail party or a work function or whatever does not compare to being there for my kids in the morning or whatever, you know, whatever Yes, yeah, absolutely. I love looking at it that way. I've never heard that before, like kind of a fear of missing out of on your life. I love that. Yeah, thanks. So true. Yeah. So I cannot believe that you're just out in the world being sober by yourself. I'm so impressed with you. I love it. <laughs> I love thank you. <laughs> um, so did you engage at all in, like, the communities that were started, you know, around, like, the home podcast? I don't know. I think maybe it had stopped by the time you got sober, right? Um, or, like, um, you didn't do hip sobriety school, did you, with Holly? I didn't. Um Okay. No, I didn't. I um, I signed up for the for Bell's little. Um, oh, did you? Okay, the one minute and email. Yeah, and those. Um, you know, I really love those. I don't always read them as often as I did, but in, like especially last year around the holidays, um, I would take my dog for a walk and just put in my earbuds or read through those messages and just I knew that I was going to get like four or five of them a day and I knew that they would be really helpful for those times that I sort of felt like 
oh, a glass of wine would be so nice. It's Christmas Eve or whatever, you know. Right, right. Yeah. So you um, you are big into yoga, right? Is that something that you were doing when you were drinking also and it just became more of a part of your life? Because you, you became an instructor after you got sober, is that right? Yeah, yeah. After I got um after I got sober I did a teacher training and um but before that I was practicing and um yeah, I was doing I was doing yoga. Um I would like my my drinking pattern was more um the weekends, like especially once um I had you know, once I had all my kids and um, I would kind of save it up for the weekend. So mm-hmm. during the week, um, you know, I didn't, when my kids were small, I didn't work. Um, I stayed at home. And so during the week, I would, I didn't drink a whole lot. And, um, I would, you know, go to yoga during the day while they were at school, do all the house and grocery and stuff like that. And then, like, from Friday night to Sunday night was my time to, you know, quote unquote, relax. Um, yeah. So that's the time that I would would do most of my drinking and not my yoga. <laughs> yeah. So, so you take the weekends off yoga. Yeah. So that's what I kind of meant by like my double life. Like it was like during the week I was like eating healthy, you know, going to my classes, blah blah, and then the weekends like, you know, chugging the wine or whatever. Right. So, so um yeah, so then I did I did the teacher training and you know, and I, I, I kind of wrote about about this in that little thing that I sent you that that summer that I was sort of deciding whether um alcohol was gonna be part of my life anymore. It was sort of after a big um binge night for my birthday, which was in March. Um so I I did I had this big binge for my birthday, I got totally drunk it was such a mess and then that that was when my husband and I were like okay this is a problem and um that's when I went to the AA meeting at our church and um then that summer I committed to that that early morning yoga practice and Mm -hmm. um it was just it was it was amazing and it was like just like it was like it was hard to get up that early. I had to get up at 5 a.m. You know, that's hard to do um, when you're a stay-at-home mom and all your kids are home from school in the summer, yeah. um, you know. But I, I knew that I needed something to keep me accountable, and I knew that I would not get up that early if I had drank the night before. And um, so – and I and I loved – even before I became an instructor, I loved yoga, so I did that, and and it was just sort of this slow sort of realization that, like, life is better without alcohol. It's better without the option, and it's better without the stress of can I or can't I or how much or how little or when or what time or, um, you know, it's And I had, I just, it was so calm and joyful and just good. It was just such a good life, such a good summer. And, 
And then the couple of times that I tried, it was like, I, I, I just, it was miserable. Like I was so stressed out because I would feel the buzz starting to happen. And I was like, I know I can't go there anymore. I can't go there. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that alcohol used to do for me, which was the relaxing or the, you know, the thing that I thought it did for me, which was the relaxing and the unwinding and the my time and the, um, whatever, it didn't do that anymore. Like mm-hmm. instantly, you know, it was like, oh, this, this doesn't work anymore. It's like this, you know, it's like a bell you can't unring. Like once you know it, you know it and there's no going back. Mm-hmm. At least that's how it was for me. Oh yeah. And it's like, and I, and I don't even want to, like I, I got to that point where I'm like, I don't even want to do this because my life is so much better without it. Yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So you so, are thinking about or you are pursuing um a yoga for recovery? I'm I'm thinking about it. I haven't found one that works for you know my schedule and what I want to what I'm thinking of doing cuz a lot of the yoga for recoveries are 12 step based which I have not done the 12 step. Yes. So um I I don't know if that is the right path for me. So I'm trying to find something that that will work for me. But yeah, I I think that would be an amazing thing to be able to offer. Yeah, that's so cool. Are you teaching yeah. currently? Yeah. Yeah, um I'm teaching part-time now just my just my regular thing, my regular yoga training that I do. That's did. so cool. Are you and do you ever bring up your recovery in your classes? Um, I haven't yet. I mean, I've, I, you know, I've, I'm kind of starting to in this second year of my sobriety. You know, my first year I kept it all kind of very um, close to my chest, and I just kind of, you know, the only people that knew were um, my husband and um, a couple of my closest friends, and um, I didn't really tell a lot of other people. Um, you know, and at the beginning it was because I was ashamed. I felt like. I still felt like I'm kind of this, you know, person that can't handle her alcohol, um, you know. And so that first year, I kind of kept it close to my chest. But now I'm I'm kind of moving into this, like, I feel like such a sober badass now <laughs> that I'm like. You are. Thank you. I'm like. I feel like everyone should know and everyone and like, and I I feel like I have no, nothing to be ashamed of. And like the people that I've told, I've gotten such like positive, um, like feedback from and wow, that's amazing. And even the people that I've sort of downplayed, like the reason that I quit mm-hmm. drinking, um, they're like, wow, that's awesome. Like, good for you. You know, like, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I just, I don't drink. It's just not doesn't agree with me or it's not that good for me or whatever, you know, not, oh, I don't really want to be, like, vomiting for four hours tomorrow. Morning. Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so depending on who I'm who I'm talking to, I kind of, um, you know, I don't share every single part of myself and my story with every single person that I meet. Sure. Um, but I'm definitely more open, like, kind of moving into this 
second year of of sobriety. So um, to answer your question about about telling my classes, I haven't because there really isn't a lot of room for it there. And in that space, yeah. um, I'm really there for them. And um, sure. you know, my 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 you know, I'm kind of there in a place of service to them. So um, I don't really necessarily bring it up to them in that setting. But there are, I do have a few of my clients that I've told separately um, that that that's where I'm at. So I was just wondering because you were, you know, even if you didn't do the formal yoga for recovery um, at this point, if I had like a yoga teacher mention that they were sober, I feel like it really would have gotten me thinking back in the day. Um, oh. you know, when I, when I was still drinking and, and not really seeing that there was an option to do anything else. Um, so, you know, it's, it's quite possible that you could affect change even without doing anything special for yoga for recovery, because I just feel like there's so much potential for things like yoga to really impact. And, and when you're a yoga teacher, you're in such like a, I don't know, I just always feel like my yoga teachers are, are so fucking wise, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you're you're in a position to have people like listen to you. Not not that you need to preach or anything like that. I was just I was just curious if you um if you had had that um had that desire to share with people, but it sounds like you are kind of on a one-on-one basis with some people and that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it like ever were to come up like in a, like I don't know, I don't usually plan ahead the like what I'm going to say unless there's something like um, specific that I heard that I wanted to share um, with my class. But if it were to come up like in a sort of um, natural like way, then I would, I wouldn't be like embarrassed or ashamed of what to share it, you know, but it's, yeah, yeah, I just haven't really, I don't know. It just hasn't really come up yet, but I, I do understand what you're saying that you never really know like, where people are at and that sort of ripple effect of a, of a choice like that and being brave and rebellious in that way. Yeah. Um, you know, can affect people that you don't even realize. Yeah. Right. My Kundalini teacher is um, in recovery and she, she mentioned it yesterday during our class, which is what, what made me think of it. Um, because I knew that she was in recovery, but, you know, I don't know if the other people in class may have had too many glasses of wine the night before or anything like that. It's just kind of cool to hear it, you know, mentioned. It's just cool when you're a sober person, too, to have other people who are sober out there, like, sharing it with the world, you know, because it kind of makes you feel Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Right on. Yeah. You're, like, your secret, like, sober. Yeah. Club. Exactly. You've got, club, yeah. Right? <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Like, and, if you go to the same you know, sorority or something. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the sober sorority. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and and a lot of people, you're right, like people can be kind of stuck in that cycle and not even realize that sobriety is an option. Um, yeah. You know, for, for a long time, I didn't even realize sobriety was an option. I just thought, I have a problem, I'm a failure, and I have to try and keep it under wraps. You That's know? exactly and right. So, Me too. Yeah. 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 So I didn't like think that people to... don't. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I just didn't think that people like actually didn't like didn't drink and never had fun in the world. Like I thought that was like, ooh, when your problem gets bad enough, you go to AA or something. But like I didn't know that exactly. like people were just out there happy and so. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I did. I thought that sobriety was going to be this like very bland vanilla. Like, yeah, and life. sad, right? I just yeah. I just thought everything was just going to be sad all the time. Yeah, like I'm just never going to have any fun and right. My life yep. is going to be totally lame and I'm going to be one of those people that like has stick up their butt all the time. <laughs> yep. My fun is over. I'm just going to be miserable. Oh, well. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah, what happens but... when you have too much fun. Exactly, right? I, like, had all my fun. Like, I yep. took all of my fun in one big chunk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's so <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> I took the, like, I took the payout first, and then I'm like, oh, I flew through it all, so. <laughs> That's exactly right. But, <laughs> but but no, I mean, it really is, like, it really, really is so much better on the other side, you know? And um, and for me, I kind of had this, this realization, too, that, like, in order to be sober, I had to let my relationship with alcohol be what it was and not what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really wanted to be the person that could do it all and drink it all and have it all and still get up at 7 a.m. and whatever. But I, I'm i not. Yeah. And, and I really just had to, had to accept that and say, you know, this is, this is how my body responds to alcohol and I don't like it. And so, you know, peace, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh, totally. It's so it's so empowering when you look at it that way. I love that you did that, that you were just like, you know what, I'm, I'm fucking over this. It's not going to work out in a different way. I kind of look at it like I am not, you know, like 5'10 and 120 pounds. I mean, I'm just not. Like, I'm not ever going to be like a Victoria's Secret model. And it's like I'm also not ever going to be a normie. Like, there are just some facts in life, right? So right. I don't know. It's just kind of like, yeah. it feels liberating when you can look at it like that. Like, okay, well, that's just who I am, right? I mean, yeah. nothing wrong with it. Yeah, totally. I love that. It's just, yeah, that's, yeah, it's so freeing. And it's so like, I, I mean, I, I I remember feeling when I, when I first made that decision and, you know, that I was just going to be done completely, um, I felt like I had, you know, those like weighted, um, like lead things that they put over you in the dentist's office when you have an x Oh, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I, I felt like I had been wearing one of those, like front and back. And when I decided to quit drinking, it was like I, you know, flung this weighted cape off of me. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so free. It was just oh, I the love best that. feeling. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The best feeling. It is such a good feeling. It's, like, so freeing. That's the thing I feel like people – I mean, it's impossible to focus on before you quit, right? But it's like you can breathe again. That's just how I, I feel like I can take deep breaths. It's just yeah. so liberating. Yeah. 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 Um, I love that. Yeah. Well, Molly, is there anything else that you want to share with us? You have, like, so much to share. You have, like, so much wisdom and um, – Thank you. It's really nice. Um, you know, I, you know, one of the things that I had kind of um, made some notes about 
was that, you know, I've been, you know, working through all of the stuff that, like I was telling you um, before, like the social anxiety um, and like these these issues that we that we had have, you know, when we first started drinking, like in our teens yeah. and twenties, like um, they don't go away, right? Like they're they're still there. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm 40 now, and I started drinking in my teens. I'm, you know, the first time I drank alcoholically was like 15. Mm-hmm. So what is that like? 25 years. Um, you know, I 35. I don't know. Um, yes, 25. It's so, a lot of years. Yeah. So, um, you know, I still have. I still have social anxiety. I still feel really awkward in social situations. I still don't always love my body when I look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, my my self-confidence still comes and goes. But I feel like now that I'm sober, I can um I can face these things and move through them and not try to duck and weave around them, you know? Like yeah. I don't like the alcohol just like stumps stumps it like right where it is it like cuts it off at the legs you know and mm-hmm. it just leaves and and then when you get sober you're like oh there's my social anxiety right there there it is <laughs> that's right right where I left it when I was fifteen shit right exactly mm-hmm. and um yeah and it's just it's you know again like going back to that like that freedom and that like stepping into like being your real self and um like finally like okay I'm finally the person that I was meant to be you know mm-hmm. and even yeah. if I'm not like there yet I'm on the path like I know I can see it and I I'm I'm heading in the right direction and I'm not you know running away from it or hiding it or you know whatever or yes. shrinking myself or, you know, doing things that I don't want to do or saying yes to things that I don't want to be a part of or whatever. I'm just, I'm just 100% unashamedly myself, you know, and I love it. I, I just love being in that space. And I could never have gotten there if I had still tried to keep alcohol in my life. Me fucking too, girl. Yeah. That is, absolutely. That is so, so true. Yeah. It's probably my favorite thing about being sober, like just being absolutely. able to authentically be just myself. I have yeah. to ask you, how did you, how did you like, I mean, you didn't, you haven't like, you know, worked the steps. Like, do you work with a therapist or anything like that? Or have you just really, do you just have like a kind of inner compass that's kind of led you? through the recovery process, what's, um, what's your secret? I don't, um, I don't have a therapist. Um, I, I, I write a lot. Um, I kind of like write out, journal out my thoughts. I write and read a lot and that really helps me. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't have like a blog. I don't share a lot of my writing, but I just write it. It's just for me. And it's just, um, just helps me kind of wrap my head around 
what I'm thinking or feeling or make sense of things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, 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 you know, my, my yoga is really, it really helps me just stay centered and grounded and helps me with that stress relief and that, like, that's my place to go and just, like, let it all out. Like, there's, there's been days when I just go and I just lay on my mat. I'm like, oh, sorry. Yes. Like, yes. Where you're happening for me today. <laughs> that's what I can do. I love that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of what I did. It's kind of my own. I don't know, my own thing. And, um, you know, but now I am starting to feel like I, I need, um, I am kind of reaching out for those real life supports. And, um, I, I actually, I did, I started a, um, sober mom support group at my church. Um, that's we rad. A, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, we, our first meeting is actually this week. So, um, we haven't met yet, but, um, there was like a an ad in in our church bulletin, and like I think there's like six or seven other women that said that they would be interested in in something like this. So yeah, we're gonna start that. So I'm just just now kind of feeling like okay, I need a just just I just want to connect with other people that understand that know. Yeah. Like yeah. I have some very close girlfriends, and they've been so supportive and wonderful, but they're not alcoholics and so right. they don't know like they don't understand everything about it um and you know my husband he doesn't he's a normal drinker so he doesn't drink alcoholically he doesn't understand mm-hmm. um and and again he's been super supportive and he's very happy like at the beginning he was like are you sure you need to quit are you sure you're not just being a little overly you know you know, maybe you just need to, you know, try a different way to moderate or whatever. I'm like, really? Right. Like, like <laughs> you're, they you're, just don't get it. Bless your heart. Really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You you really want to be that forever? <laughs> right. Like, this is actually a good thing for you, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I just, I'm feeling like I need just some more, um, like, I mean, even this conversation today with you is, is awesome and helpful and just talking with somebody, um, and connecting with other people that, that know, that understand. Yes. It's, there's nothing like it, like connecting with other people who get it. There's really nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I am so glad that you did this. Because um, I'm so glad that you emailed me in the first place and that we got you added to the group. And then you told me that you wanted to share your story because your story is amazing. And I know it's going to help people. And how freaking cool that you're starting your own group at your church. I think that's so rad because people need places to connect, you know. Like everybody desperately yeah. needs places to connect. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's that's what I was feeling too. And, you know, I was, I was working with the um, – <clears throat> the pastoral associate at our at our church and um he was like okay um is there you know just asking sort of you know the basic questions before starting um a a, a group that's on you know church property and that kind sure. of stuff. like is is there a need for a group like this and i'm like well i've been searching high and low yeah and <laughs> aside from aa there's nothing else. So yes, there is a need for this because I yes. need it. Yeah. So we're going to make it happen. I cannot wait to hear how it goes. That is so cool. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. 
Well, Molly, thank you for sharing this um, this space with me. I am so happy to have heard your story, and we will for sure stay in touch. And now we're on the same online group, so um, I'll see you there too, obviously. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. You've been a delightful guest, and it's been so cool to hear your story. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for letting me come on, and, and yeah, like I said, it's just as helpful for me to share it as it is to hear other women's stories. So, oh, yeah, yeah, sister. And keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. You too. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Guys, how cool is it that I am doing this podcast and I get to meet awesome people like Molly? Molly, I had so much fun chatting with you, and uh, the hour went by so fast, and now I have a new friend. So I love sobriety. You meet people. You connect on a level that is nothing but deep you know it's not the surface bullshit it's like you talk about what really matters and I just love that I can't get enough of it so thanks everybody for being part of this with me and for listening and for supporting me um I will be back next week ish okay how's that sound good oh actually I for sure will be back next week because I'm going to record an episode about getting through the holidays cue ominous music here um it can be done. Even if this is your first year getting through the holidays, it can be done. And if you're listening to this and it's not the holiday season, well, come back anyway. All right. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.